This is More Than Construction, a journey group podcast about building community. Hello, and welcome back to More Than Construction. I'm your host, Nathan Walter, and I'm with my co-host, Aaron Ike, and two special guests that I will introduce in just a second. But today, we're continuing our series of episodes highlighting each of Journey's divisions. So far, we've highlighted Journey Construction and SFC Civil. And this episode, we're going to take a look at Blacktop Paving, our division that specializes in horizontal construction, like roads, parking lots, as well as maintenance and repair for those surfaces. So our special guests today are Ryan Kirkfleet, Vice President of Blacktop Paving, and Brad Meyer, Project Manager for Blacktop Paving. Gentlemen, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Yes, thanks. It's exciting. It is. Together, we're going <clears> to <throat> discuss all things Blacktop Paving, its history, its services, and its incredible team culture, which has gained quite a bit of recognition in recent months. But first, uh, I'd like to learn a little more about you guys before we dig into Blacktop stuff. So Ryan, uh, let's start with you. How long have you been working at Journey Group? What brought you to Blacktop Paving? Tell us tell us your story. Yeah, so I've been here since 2009. I joined back then and I actually started on the bridge side with Jared. So I, nice. I started working for him and I'll never forget the first day Talked to Jared. He said, here's the keys to the truck. Run out to this bridge and uh, tell him you're now in charge. So wow, uh, pr- pretty interesting first day. But um, You but didn't yeah. dump a load of concrete in front of the bridge like Jared did the asphalt in front of the paver. I, I did not, but I do have a few other stories that I don't know if I should share. But um, yeah, so I started with Jared, worked with him for a few years. And then uh, the person that was managing the asphalt paving division, uh, had left and and they knew I had experience out in Colorado previous to coming here with asphalt paving and so they offered me to you know if, see if I wanted to take take that role and uh, yeah I took the opportunity so it's been it's been great awesome awesome very cool I've been uh, told by an anonymous source to ask how you feel about your blade operator skills. <laughs> I probably know who that was, but um, (laughs) I feel like when I use the GPS, the automatic controls, I'm pretty good. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) Freehand, maybe not so much, but uh, no, that's funny, but I do enjoy getting in the equipment. Yeah, I grew up on a farm and I've got a lot of equipment experience um, and and I enjoy that. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Well, Brad, let's turn to you. Uh, Tell us uh, your journey story. How did you get to where you are today? You know, I uh, did a little asphalt in college and was kind of looking around for some jobs and Journey actually had at that time, Sioux Falls Construction had an internship for the nice. blacktop paving side and it was supposed to be just summer help. And I guess I did good enough where they hired me full time after that. So been here since 2014, worked from project engineer up to project manager. And I can tell you his blade skills are a lot better than mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can probably outdo him in a skid. That's probably about okay. the extent of my knowledge, but um, no, I'd say I've been bidding asphalt ever since then. So yeah, it's been go. fun. Do we, do we hear a skid challenge maybe? Yeah. I, I'm surprised you yeah. said that you could outdo me in a skid. Because, Ryan's um, expressions when you said that, it <laughs> like they aligned with your beliefs. On it's it. all right. It's all right. I'll take one of the cats. He can have the gale and we'll see who, who <laughs> does the other. I can, I can picture it now. We'll, we'll 2022 BTP skid off. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's good. <laughs> That's perfect. 
you guys obviously play very key roles in uh, day-to-day operations at, at Blacktop Paving. So let's let's kind of move our focus there and, and talk about Blacktop. Yeah, so, so actually Blacktop started in 1950. Uh, we were actually the first paving company in Sioux Falls. Wow. Yeah. You know, back then, you know, you basically self-performed all your work. Mm-hmm. And so Sioux Falls Construction at that time had a need for, for asphalt paving. And so yeah. they started doing that work. Back then, it was basically just gravel and asphalt paving. You Hence know, the and, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hence the name. But since then, you know, um, I started, when I started, we, we had eight guys. That crew would go out and grade to get ready for the asphalt, grade to gravel. And then that same crew would come behind and, and pave. So it's definitely evolved since then. Now we're up to about, we ran about 65 guys last wow. last summer. So definitely have grown things. We now have two grading crews, two asphalt paving crews. We're getting into concrete as well. We just yep. started yep. started doing that. And so it's definitely evolved. It's been great. The people that we brought on board has just allowed us to, to really grow. So it's it's been good. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Can you describe to us kind of that epiphany of the starting the concrete crew? Because I thought, I think it came from just seeing some inefficiencies with paving parking lots and waiting for other contractors. And then you wanted to kind of eliminate the bottleneck by kind of taking it on yourself, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, we kind of found that, you know, in order for us to go into a, a parking lot and and do our services, do the asphalt patching, there would be a need for the concrete to get done first, whether yeah. it was curb and gutter or a, or a broken concrete approach or driveway. And so we would we would have to wait until that work was done. Mm. But the owners couldn't get concrete. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's smaller concrete jobs and, and these concrete contractors were so busy. They didn't they didn't want to take the time to do those small projects. So yeah. we kind of saw a need for for that, um, which allowed us to get our work done. So we started a crew and the demand was just there to continue to grow that side as well. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. And they're in very high demand yes. <laughs> from what I hear. Yes. No, it's been great. So they're laying concrete, pouring concrete. Yeah. So we do concrete curb and gutter. You know, the first year it was basically all handset, smaller stuff, sidewalk approaches. You know, in this last year we did buy a curb and gutter machine, more mainline curb and gutter work. So yeah, we're looking to continue that this year and, and, and take that even to the next level. And so, yeah, we started um, doing crack sealing. Uh, which is a which is a maintenance. Uh, we've gotten into mastic, which is another form of of asphalt maintenance. Was that kind of another development out of necessity? Yeah, it was. It was it was mostly you know feedback from our customers. They wanted to kind of have a one stop shop, somebody mm. that they could go to instead of them lining up asphalt paving, concrete work, asphalt maintenance, crack sealing to their parking lots. They had to go out to all these different contractors to find that. Yeah. And so the feedback that we got is, man, if we could just if we could just come to you, you could provide that service. You could do the concrete work, the paving, the crack sealing, any maintenance we need. And so now that we provide that service, it's it's just been it just alleviates a lot of a lot of kind of headaches for the property managers when they're dealing with you know sixty some properties. Definitely. And Brad, as a project manager, I, I imagine that's probably really nice to be able to have the opportunity to build these kind of long-standing relationships with with some of these owners then and yeah yeah i mean and you get these projects you know you work with the same owner year to year and you develop those expectations yeah. that every owner kind of you know with this project you know is it strictly a budget thing you know is it just coming down to the bottom dollar yeah. well working year to year we know that and maybe it's just you know we really just want aesthetically we need the best path for the customer to get from the door to their car you know, we had too many trip hazards. Somebody, you know, flipped over a cart, hurt themselves, and we need to eliminate all those hazards. And yeah. you kind of come up with, you know, kind of what the owner's looking for by working with them year to year and budgeting the same parking lots year to year. And I think right now we're up to about 100 and 
20, 130 parking lots we're looking at every year for the same owners. And it's just wow. now it's like, hey, we looked at this back in 1840. We did this maintenance. And now look how much less you're spending year yeah. to year by doing this maintenance consistently compared to that overlay that we priced for you at the beginning. Yep. And I mean, it's just it's been fun working with the same people, too. You know, you yeah. get to kind of have a little bit more of a relationship with them than just you know, we're just pricing your parking lot. And speaking of making it safely from your car to the door, you guys also in the winter time do de-icing and snow removal and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, we have the equipment during the summer and we try to utilize that in the winter. So we, we do provide snow removal services um, and de-icing. Um, you know, we do a lot of work with Avera at the hospitals. And so it is important um, for those owners to yeah. make sure that you know, there's not ice for, you know, somebody that's maybe injured on crutches walking into the hospital. Yeah. Uh, it would be a bad situation if they fell. So, Definitely. Um, so we do that de-icing service. It's a liquid de-icer. It works great. It's fairly clean and, and they're really happy with the product. So yeah. that's fantastic. That's really cool. And very creative to keep some work going all, all year round. I think right. That, yeah. Right. It really it's feels like you should be paving today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been crazy uh, these last few weeks. It's been beautiful. But We uh, are actually pouring sidewalk right now. Seriously. <laughs> are we? Great. Yeah. That's fantastic. So speaking of pouring, walk us through the process of what goes down for I don't know, a, a significant stretch of road or or a big parking lot? Like what goes into horizontal construction? Ooh, that's that's a broad question <laughs> right there. Ooh. A lot of the times, honestly, we're out there checking subgrade, we're double checking engineering stakes, we're making sure everything's right, all the utilities, you know, there's quite a bit that goes into it. And I mean, that's just kind of on our end and we have yeah. the easy job. You get our paving foreman and our concrete foreman and even grading foreman out there with all the gravel and kind of making sure that, you know, we have enough trucks to do it. We have enough equipment showing up on time and it, it really turns into quite a process and yeah. you start seeing the shop at 7.30 in the morning you know, it's something that you're going to get out of the way because you see 20 pickups and you see 10 dump trucks and you see a bunch of flatbeds and you see all these people moving. And it's like, where are they going? It's like they got a road to do. It's it's fun to watch. It really is. So, so, so I got to yeah. ask, like, what's your number one pet peeve of a construction manager? You know, because Blacktop works on a lot of our journey projects as a subcontractor. So is there something that sticks out in your mind as a pet peeve? Ooh. You know, honestly, I think the biggest one is probably just with scheduling. You know, Journey does a great job scheduling. They use the pull plan. There's a really good idea of when you show up, this is what we need. That's not everywhere. And one of the biggest issues that we have is, you know, recently, especially with our grading and concrete guys, that they show up and it's nowhere ready for them. For me, that's probably the biggest headache because, you know, usually when that happens, I'm the one getting the call going. <laughs> What happened? You know, we're, we have a lot of processes and to try to prevent that as much as possible, but nothing's even close. It's just, oh, that just really rubs the guys the wrong way because they're like, we could be doing something productive yeah. and now they can't. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's a lot of scheduling, a lot of coordination that goes into making these things happen. One of the cool things that I see you guys do uh, is your, your morning huddles with the team. Can you talk about what that looks like and kind of the purpose of these daily morning huddles. Yeah. So like you mentioned, scheduling is is probably one of our biggest events during the summer. Um, you know, when you've got seven crews and you could possibly be at two to three different jobs each day with a crew. I mean, it's just that is a big animal. And so the reason for these huddles is to really have, you know, our superintendents communicate schedule with our foreman kind of the expectation for the day production wise, what we want to get done, cover any safety topics that, you know, may have affected us yesterday that, that we need to know about for today. 
and and really to inform the crews themselves, um, each individual on the crew, like here's here's the plan, here's where we're going today, so that everybody's kind of on the same page. It's it's just a lot of coordination when you've got 50 different pieces of equipment you've got to get to a job site, and you may have to move that in the middle of the day. So yeah, so yeah it's just to inform and make sure everybody's aware of what they're doing because. Uh, there's nothing worse than than going out to the job site and nobody knows what's going on. So yeah. we try to make sure that our crews are are well informed and, and and know what they're doing. Good, good, yeah. So you were kind of talking about this at the beginning uh, before we even started recording. Like it's my job to make our company look as good as it can, right? That's that's kind of what marketing does, and we want to highlight the great things about who we are and and that sort of thing. But uh, you were saying, you know, it's, it's not all glitz and glamor for sure. And there's some, some hard days. There's some hot days. What's that like from a leadership perspective, you know, getting your team motivated to keep coming out day in and day out and put in this hard work. How do you, how do you guys deal with that from a leadership perspective? That's a great question. From my perspective, I go out and, you know, I'll, I'll watch these things and, you know, it is tough because I, you know, I see those guys, they're just dripping sweat and, and whether they're shoveling asphalt or standing on the back of the paver, you know, the guys that we have are great and, and they really do enjoy that work. Uh, it's cool to see and a lot of these guys, you know, they're physically fit and they don't go to the gym and work out. But I'm telling you, they get a workout in during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys love being outside. I mean, they are outside. They have camaraderie with the rest of the group. They enjoy each other and, and they're proud of what they do. I know it seems like it's just an asphalt parking lot or a road. But but there's things about it to make that smooth that uh, there's a lot of, of technique and, yeah. and skill that oh, goes definitely. into it. Um, not just anybody can go out and, and rake asphalt and make it look good. So um, they're proud of what they do and they do a great job and they they like that work atmosphere. And so I have a lot of respect for those guys and they know that yeah. uh, we try to go out and visit them and and help them if we can. If I grab a rake, a lot of times they just kind of shake their head and then they have to come back and, <laughs> they have to come back and fix it, uh, make it look right. Just but, creating rework. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, but no, it's great. And, and that's that's what I see out there anyway. And that's um, that's what we're trying to achieve is get those, you know, we want them to enjoy their job. Yeah. It's hot. It's not always easy. Um, so we want them to have, you know, the best atmosphere that they can. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'd say that carries across to all scopes of work too, not right. just our asphalt. Right. I mean, yeah. you have the concrete guys, I mean, yep. they're down on their knees and they're edging, they're finishing, they're doing what they can. And you got our maintenance side that's, you know, putting mastic and crack sealer and the actual melters. And yeah. I mean, it's all hot. Yeah. It's all not fun <laughs> and it's all labor intensive. And yeah. it's just crazy that the guys show up and you'll go out and talk to them and, I mean, even Nathan, you know, you go out to the concrete side and all of a sudden you have a camera and they're running like, take a picture. Of yeah, this. It's, yeah. like, it's like, look how good this looks. Yeah, and it's, I think yeah. that sense of pride of work across all of Blacktop is very apparent with all the leaders that we have and Definitely. a lot of the guys we have. It's yeah. they take pride in what they do and they enjoy doing it, which, you know, for me, it's it's crazy. You know, I mean, they're they're awesome what they do. But, uh, you know, be dealing with asphalt every day. Yeah, it's they are very good at what they do. Absolutely. No, that is, that's such a great point that hard work isn't necessarily bad. Uh, no. <laughs> hard, hard work is hard working hard. That can be something that's really fulfilling and enriching if it's what you love to do and what you're good at doing and you're proud of it. Like that's, that's a big deal. And I think that's a unique side of our culture. And, and when we, when we think about providing more than construction, we've talked uh, a lot in, in previous episodes about what that means for the community that, you know, we aren't just building buildings or paving roads or, or whatever, but enabling quality of life for the communities that we live in and we love. But I think there's also a side of it that we provide more than construction for our employees as well. 
that this isn't just a construction job for for these guys like they like you said they take pride in their work and enjoy doing this this is this is what they do well this is what they love to do i think that's a really unique aspect of who we are as well i i would completely agree nate like i said when i go out to these sites and and get with the guys you know the concrete crews it's so fun to go out and see them because they know I don't know as much about concrete, so I'll ask to. I'll grab a trowel or something. They're like, no, they won't. They won't even let me try. Yeah. Um, they know better. But but the other thing is, I mean, anytime they greet me, it's a fist pump with every guy out yeah. there. So yeah. um, that just really goes to show that you know their togetherness and, yeah. and their team, and yeah. it's really cool. Morning huddles and everything. Yeah. I'll go out to the crack seal crew uh, and see our foreman. He's he's running up the road with an with an asphalt router. I mean, these things aren't light, and he's. I mean talk about getting a workout in um <laughs> it's just it's impressive to see these guys do this because uh would he need to be running with a router up the road no but i mean he's just he's that ambitious and he wants to do such a good job that that's what he's doing yeah so yeah really cool to see yeah that's fantastic well we are about out of time so before we wrap up let's just talk real quick what's coming down the pipeline for blacktop paving looking at this year ahead of us um right now i mean we're still actively bidding a lot of work um, you know, every year we put out, you know, 600, 700 bids and, you know, we do have some really good work. We have developments with both asphalt concrete on them, actively pursuing site packages or site work, you know, and we've wrapped up quite a few of those as well. We wrapped up a Yankton trail job for our asphalt nice. and a little bit of concrete repair. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty promising, you know, we had some carryover as well. So I think, you know, we're going to have a pretty strong coming into the season, and, you know, the second half of the season, we're always actively looking and trying to acquire work. So, you know, I know we're stealing some field guys right now to run out. Hey, can you go measure this for me real quick? I'd want to get a number out real fast. And it's uh, yeah, we're right now. I think we're averaging probably about 15 to 20 bids. Wow. You know, with wow. our team in the office. So yeah. we're 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 shooting for a lot right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I would agree. And, and and we are very fortunate in Sioux Falls here. I mean, the market's been outstanding. It looks like it's going to remain uh, we have great uh, customers and, and relationships with some of these uh, property managers. So uh, really looking forward to just continuing that and even growing that even more. So exciting things ahead. That's for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining the conversation, sitting in on the on the show. I've enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. For tuning in. As always, please remember to follow and share this podcast. That helps us and it helps you stay up to date on all the new episodes that come out. Journey Group's mission is to positively impact lives by building community. So thank you again for taking the time with us to explore what it means to do more than construction. Until next time.